in the season that is the holidays, oftentimes we will start to let things fall by the wayside as it mm. relates to what mm. keeps us well. That's good. And keeps us healthy and keeps us safe, you know, showing up to ourselves mm-hmm. first. And just to go ahead and speak to that tendency, like keep your therapy appointments on right. the books, you know, mm-hmm. keep the things in place that are helpful for you. Keep exercising, Yeah. eat yes. well, you know, do the things that will help you stay on to yourself. Welcome to the Living Centered Podcast, where we enter into honest conversations about pursuing a more centered life, rediscovering, reclaiming, and rooting in to who we truly are. I'm your host, Miles Edcox. I'm your host, Lindsay Nobles. I'm your host, Mackenzie Vogt. And I'm your host, Hannah Warren. Hey friends, the holidays are here. And we've created this episode specifically to help you enter into this season with intentionality, purpose, and authenticity. Hannah and I pulled in two of our absolute favorites from the on-site clinical team to talk about living centered when it's not a happy holiday. Laurel and Carol Lee are both so full of wisdom, and they help us dive into and explore how to navigate the holidays while honoring ourselves, being present, and setting the boundaries around our time, resources, and relationships that will help us connect to ourselves and others. This was such a powerful conversation, and I'm so grateful. I am so excited to be sitting down with Laurel and Carol Lee. I would love for our listeners just to get to know you a little. Yeah, I'm Laurel. Personally, wife, mother, uh, professionally, I've been a clinician for over a decade. Spent some of that time um, in supervisory roles, mainly focusing on families and building attachment between parents and their children. Great. It's so exciting. And now we get to have you here. Yeah, I'm so What's your role here at OnSite? I am the clinical coordination manager, so I oversee our screening staff and handle we handle all of the approvals for the clients coming into our workshops. A very important job. Yes. A big one. You hold a lot of space in yeah, that job. Yeah, thanks. Yes. Yeah. What about you, Carolee? I have also been a clinician for over a decade now social worker by trade and I was in adoption and foster care for several years also did a lot of attachment work and on site I am on our clinical team as a clinical coordinator and so screening putting groups together I love that we you both are kind of experts in attachment work because mm-hmm. the, I do think that's pretty prevalent for what we're talking about today. Yeah, yes. I was just thinking that. <laughs> that is, feels right. Yeah, so today's woven in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Today we're yes. kind of exploring the holiday season that yes. is quickly approaching mm-hmm. um, and kind of what that feels like for all of us. And it can feel really differently for all of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the holidays are often cast as this merry and bright season, like yes. very fun and flashy and full of celebrations. But for a lot of us, it's not always. Mm-hmm. Mary and yeah. Bright. Um, and there's a lot of complicated layers to that. So I'm excited, even from the attachment lens, like there's obviously a strong prevalence of holiday time to kind of put um, presence on the family. Mm-hmm. And so kind of how even all that plays under that. I'm excited to dive in with that. With yeah. Y'all. Yeah. And I'm interested from y'all's vantage point and the role that you have at Onsite. Do we see an uptick before the holidays of people mm. like intentionally prepping 
and doing a program in preparation for the holidays or a reaction after the holidays, people saying, okay, I don't want to do this again. Oh, man. I I honestly think it's a little bit of both. Okay. We definitely have those people who see it coming and want to come in and prepare, know that they're going back home. They're going to find themselves in situations from years past and don't Mm want to keep repeating those same patterns. But I can tell you, once January 1st (laughs) hits, those intakes start rolling in. People are ready to to jump in and, and do the work and ready to find a new path forward. Yeah. Yeah. I think it feels a little uncomfortable to even say that maybe the holidays aren't happy. Yeah. I know there's this expectation around us all to really lean into that. I know that I'm an Enneagram 7, and I have Mm -hmm. a tendency to just kind of push away anything negative because we are in a holiday season. But I was interested to find out that the National Alliance on Mental Health actually reports that 64% of people with mental illness or struggles feel that their conditions worsen around the holidays. Mm -hmm. And so what it made me think about is they're increasing, they're worsening Mm -hmm. for two-thirds of people, but we're not giving ourselves permission to even talk about it, especially around the holidays. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear from the two of you, like, why do you think it is worse around the holidays? And why also do you think we don't talk about it? Mm. You know, the holiday season is typically very busy. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's a lot going on, you know, for everyone. And that in and of itself can just increase anxiety, you know, Mm -hmm. just the balancing act of all of it, you know, the tension around obligation, Mm -hmm. those types of things. And then when you start thinking about, you know, family dynamics, family of origin, all of Mm -hmm. those things, it, all of that together makes for an interesting season. Yeah. Yeah. And I think thinking about myself personally, Mm -hmm. I think having experienced the loss of a parent, Mm -hmm. um, to think about the holidays, they're totally different now. Yeah. Yeah. I see them so differently. Mm -hmm. And there is definitely a sadness that goes with that. Mm -hmm. And as the years have gone on, it's gotten better. But also being a mother... You mm-hmm. can't express. I've, I felt that I couldn't express yeah. my unhappiness going into that season because I had these two little people mm-hmm. that, I, you know, yeah. I had to be happy for. Had to create and the magic. Could, I had to create the magic when I was feeling no yeah. magic mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one of the reasons people don't talk about it is just that that expectation that we put on ourselves that's mm-hmm. really so... False, because mm-hmm. listening to the statistic that you just named, yeah, so many people around us are feeling the exact same way, but mm-hmm. we don't name it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that was a really interesting observation you made about even just the different roles you have to play in the holiday. Yes. Yeah. Um, that part of you is grieving. Part yes. of you is excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all play different roles, whether we're single and a family. Like, even even as grown adults, we've been these adults, and often many of us go home, quote unquote, for a holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it, I'm a child again. And it's kind of bringing up different things. So even within our own family structure that we're familiar with, we kind of jump into these different roles for the holiday season. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Incongruency is the word that kept coming up when you were Mm -hmm. talking is that when we don't give ourselves permission to feel all the things that we're actually feeling, then we feel really incongruent. Like, I'm sad, but I'm not allowed to be sad. So I'm feeling incongruent to try to be happy for you. Or I'm feeling like... 
I'm in this family dynamic and maybe I know that, that I've experienced this. I'm the one that is coming from far away. Everyone else lives there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm the disruption to the pattern that they're all existing in. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, okay, I need to play a role to to keep this intact. And it, it's yeah. really stressful. And we it's don't exhausting. talk about it. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think another thing that comes to mind when you think about exhaustion of the holidays is kind of the expectations that come with mm-hmm. it, yeah. um, both of our time, of our resources, mm-hmm. of our money, of our relationships, mm-hmm. yes. of our emotions, yeah. um, and also of, like, our own expectations, what we aren't even saying. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I... I want this to be different. Mm-hmm. I thought that I would have mm-hmm. this family or I yeah. thought that my family mm-hmm. would be better this time this year mm-hmm. or um, I thought I could go home, but I'm sick and I can't. I think yeah. it would be like remiss to not even name that the holidays the last couple of years have looked very different yeah. for exactly. almost everyone. Yeah. And or even the expectations of like, oh, this tradition doesn't work for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I've changed, I've yeah. grown. Um. So yeah, the the like misconnection of feeling like, are we active participants in these expectations or are they just mm-hmm. flying by us and happening to us? Yeah. 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 And the intentionality it takes to pause and give ourselves the time to feel those things and show up to ourselves in that way and potentially communicate accordingly yeah. in yeah. whatever your scenario or context is, mm-hmm. is so important. It is. Yeah. yeah. And like for me, you know, right now, those conversations are happening with friends and family, mostly with friends, though, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. of like, what is it going to look like for you and how do you show up to that? And, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I think it's important to slow down in the midst of a time that can be really busy. Yeah. yeah. So We wrote an article for mm-hmm. Style Blueprint about the same topic. And after yeah. uh, getting your guys' expertise, I really thought we needed to dive more into it. And something that you said um, Carolee was just the pace of the season mm-hmm. um, and the amount uh, that we throw into our calendars. Mm-hmm. And as someone who thinks a little bit's good, a whole lot's better, like I have the tendency to give all the yeses yeah. um, in the holiday season. And sometimes I give a yes that I feel obligated to give. And then when mm-hmm. I'm there, I'm not present. And so I'd love to hear some of the ways of like, how can we actually be present to what we're saying so that we can be present to ourselves and in the moment? What do you guys think are some of those things? I think it goes back to kind of what I was just saying of Mm -hmm. like being present to yourself first. Yeah. And taking a breath, you know, whether it's in the moment when something's being proposed, you can always say, hey, let me get back to you on that. Or, you know, for yourself, taking a moment to assess that. And then that allows you ultimately to be present to what you're showing up to mm-hmm. and to who you're showing up with to whatever those dynamics are. Yeah. 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 I think especially around the holidays, we have such a desire to please and be connected with others. But and that connection is amazing. That's what we're that's what we're here for. So what outside is all about. Yeah. But Listening to that inner knowing mm-hmm. that we have, and yes, isn't always the best answer for us mm. and for our for our mental health. Mm. Um, so listening to that knowing mm-hmm. um, when you feel that in your gut that hey, I'm overextending, stepping back, 
Yeah. Yeah. Something I picked up a few years ago around this was just, you know, in the holidays, there's so many to-do lists. <laughs> like, yes. I want to decorate the house, and I have to get the right gifts, and I have to attend mm-hmm. these parties. And, yeah. I, and, and a lot of those things are really fun. I like saying yes to a lot of those things. But like you said, if I say yes to everything, I'm not actually saying yes to most things. And I'm right. most importantly not saying yes to myself. But I start, a couple of years ago, I started picking up a to-don't list. <laughs> and like, what am I not doing this season? Yeah. And I think that's really important because or else we just carry around like unspoken shame about it like I think especially in different roles like oh I didn't make my kids that thing Mm -hmm. or I didn't carry on that tradition my mom gave me and then we just carry around these like shame narratives where I'm like well I messed it up or I'm doing it wrong but when we have agency over our choices and we're saying actually like these are things I'm not going to do this year because it's no longer serving me like we're actually not going to put up lights on my house this year but we're going to have a really awesome tree and we're going to decorate it together Mm -hmm. or whatever and it doesn't have to be a sad list it can be a list that actually allows you to really enjoy your to-do yeah. list show exactly. up the most mm-hmm. to your yes. yes yes I was um I follow this mommy influencer and she was talking about how some of the best advice that she had gotten early on in her motherhood was like deciding what you do and don't do mm-hmm. she was like you know I'm not a Halloween mom I don't care about costumes but I really care that my kids rooms feel like a safe space um mm-hmm. and I organize them and I'm like con- intentional that's like where I want to pour my energy And so this year we went and trick-or-treated with people and I was like, I'm a Halloween mom. I'm a costume family mom, but I didn't make anything and I brought cookies. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's just giving yourself that permission to be like, what is my priority? What matters to me and what doesn't? So Mm -hmm. what would be, what's some of the things on your to-don't list? Like, I love design. Mm -hmm. I love things to look good. I love things to Mm -hmm. feel good. And I think, while that's fun for me and I want to make margin to do those things, I also, like, last year decided, like, I'm not going to make my own wrapping paper. (laughs) Or, like, just, like, yeah, like, I love the vibe. (laughs) I used to be, like, the house elf, you know? And, like, I'm not going to do that because I'm worrying about it too much. I'm worrying about presentation. Um, I, like, I don't bake, you know? I thought of something I should do because that was, like, a tradition growing up. It's... it's not something I do. I'm not going to like it. So I'm not doing that. Yeah. I can grieve that and still yeah. think it's a right choice for me. Yeah. Um, so there's big to don'ts and there's little to don'ts and all of those matter. Mm-hmm. I think that's powerful because we yeah. do feel like, okay, if I'm making the decision to not spend holidays with this person or to not do this activity, then I can't grieve it. Yes. But when it's not safe or when it just isn't working or you know, it no longer serves you, especially around traditions. Like, I'm allowed to be sad that the tradition of making cookies just isn't in my wheelhouse. You right. know, whatever that yeah. example is from the small things to the big things. Right. Mm-hmm. And the permission, too, for that to change. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You may want to make wrapping paper sure. again next year. Yeah. You know, like, yes. like the permission for that to be fluid, you know, year to year or totally. situation to situation, yeah. too. But to allow the fluidity, I think it goes back to, like, we have to be present with ourselves. Yes. Like, yes. if I yes. don't sit and actually listen to my inner knowing, yeah. I'm not going to know what's going to be no. good for me this year. Right. I'm not going to – and I'm not going to know what's going to be good for me today, yeah. you know? 
And I think those are a little like micro yeses and nos too. Like maybe I'm choosing to go spend my holidays with my family, but I may choose I I leave after dinner or I may choose that I'm not going to spend X amount on each person or whatever. So I think there's choices within choices that Mm -hmm. we get to protect too. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, It's not black or white. We can figure out how to help it best serve us. Mm -hmm. Something that I'm doing this year is I'm RSVPing as pending to a lot of things because I'm going to be 36 weeks pregnant yeah. at mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah. And I don't know how I'm going to feel. And I am really trying to give myself the permission, like I told my husband the other day, I want to be with all the people and I simultaneously want to be with no one. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know how I'm going to feel. And so for the safe places, for people who can hold that space for me, I'm saying I really want to do this and it may not happen. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's something that I'm doing this year to try to be present to myself because mm-hmm. I, I can't anticipate that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love what you were talking about because we don't have to communicate that to everyone, mm-hmm. the internal and external boundaries mm-hmm. of, yeah. hey, I'm going to come to the event. I've said the yes, but my internal boundary that I'm not communicating to everyone is that I'm going to leave at nine or I'm going to drive yes. myself. That's something yes. my husband and I started a couple of years mm-hmm. ago with family events is we drive ourselves so we don't feel like we're stuck. Yeah. It's just small things of like, how do I honor myself in a situation that I'm willingly giving up some of my rights Mm -hmm. to go into with family or friends or obligations? Yeah, I love that. We have a class on boundaries coming out in the beginning of December, and I think it's perfect timing uh, to have a class on boundaries in the holiday time because boundaries are just helpful. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't, I think we often think boundaries are, especially in the holidays, they can feel wrong or hurtful. But, you know, we often say boundaries may hurt, but they don't harm. And so they they keep us protected. And then even those internal boundaries, Madison talks about that, about the said and unsaid ones. And I think that's really powerful in the holiday season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd love to circle back, like, what does grief look like in the holiday season? How do we let that be present? Mm -hmm. How do we let anger be present? Like, all these emotions, Mm -hmm. you know, here we say, like, no emotion is good or bad. It's just information. Mm -hmm. And... But that's hard to live out, especially yeah. in a season like the holiday. It yeah. feels bad sometimes. It can feel overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel sad in the holidays, you know? Mm-hmm. And so let's let's explore that a little bit. How do we grieve in the holiday? How do we feel oh, pain? Gosh. I think one of the most important things to remember is that there's room for all of it mm-hmm. yeah. in the holidays. Yeah. It feels it's such a hectic time. It doesn't feel like there's space for much of anything, right. but there's there is space for that. Mm. Um, I love to have safe people in my life that I can go to and express those feelings yeah. to, and that has helped me profoundly. And I also love what you said about traditions and how tra- traditions changing. That is one of the greatest things that I think I've been able to do in Mm. my grief journey around the holidays Mm. is things can't look exactly the way they did when my mom was here. And if we tried to make it look the same, it would would feel like a huge hole. It would feel Uh, even worse. Oh, it it would feel so much worse. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, our holidays look different. We celebrate them in a different place. Mm. Um, We've brought new foods into the mix. You right. know, if if we tried to recreate it, one of the biggest parts of our life would be missing right. with not mm. having her there. So honoring that, but allowing yourself to move forward and that moving forward is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Moving forward with and not moving with, away from. Yeah. Never moving away yeah. from. Yeah. yeah. 
I think that's one of the biggest things that I took from our um, class on grief was mm-hmm. the ability to move forward with the memory of this thing yes. or um, the memory of the person. And we often think about grief just around death or loss, but I think there's grief on what you were talking about, expectations yes. of the image that I had for what Christmas would look like mm-hmm. this year. I know that I felt a lot of that with the last couple of Christmases that have been disrupted with COVID. Yeah. And how do I move forward with rather than just running away from? Exactly. Mm-hmm. What happens to our grief if we don't feel it? I oh. think you, you talk a lot about like, I mean, it's all welcome, but if we feel this propensity to keep it inside, what happens? Oh man, stuffing it. Keep put, if we keep pushing it down, it's going to come out, yeah. and it's going to come out in ways that don't serve us well, and and don't serve those around us well. Mm. Um, it usually, as we say, it comes out sideways, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and not and not in the ways that we want to show up. So I think oftentimes in an attempt to show up really well, we're hiding it and stuffing mm. it. Yeah. But it's going to leak. Right. It's going to come out. It's good. I just yeah. pulled open, and um, we posted this on social a couple weeks ago, and I know it resonated with a lot of people, but um, it's this theory on growing around grief. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to say the person's name. Is it Lewis Tonkin or Louis Tonkin? But I saw that. Yeah, it's such a beautiful metaphor, and we can post it in the show notes, but yeah. it says that people think that grief slowly gets smaller with time, mm-hmm. but in reality, grief stays the same size, but slowly life begins to grow bigger around it. Yes. And I think that is like a really permission giving in this season too. It's like my grief is big and I'm learning to grow around it. I'm learning to invite new things around it. I'm learning to celebrate in the midst of it. Um, I think for, I think, I mean, there's no doubt that people listening to this right now have lost people this year and holidays can be a really painful reminder of that, of what is no longer physically Mm -hmm. present with us. Mm -hmm. And I know when I've gone through seasons of loss and I've celebrated a first, whether it's a first birthday or a first Christmas or something after that loss, I can feel a heaviness, but I can also feel like I have to feel heavy with that Mm -hmm. or guilty if I, if I feel happy. Yes. It's like, how could I be happy if I don't have this person? How could I be having fun if they're not here? And so I like that metaphor of grief because the weight of missing that person is still that big. Mm -hmm. That is, that is going to feel strong but your capacity to be around it can grow a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay that, and it's good that you can have the duality of fully grieving and and letting yourself fully celebrate as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And when we give voice to it and we, you know, let it be as it is, that grief doesn't go inward, mm-hmm. which then can right. go into you know, that depressive state or that shame state, and it doesn't compound. It also, you know, keeps it from going so far outward that it's coming out sideways and Mm -hmm. it looks like anger and these different things, and it can just exist, you Mm -hmm. know, as it is. And if it's okay, you know, for you, it can be okay where you are. Yeah. Hey, friends, Mackenzie here. I absolutely loved this conversation with Laurel and Carolee. I know for so many of us, the holidays feel like an absolute pressure cooker for all the areas of our lives that already feel difficult, strained, and frankly, uncomfortable. If something in this episode brought to light an area of your life that you want to proactively address before jumping into the holidays, we want to meet you exactly where you are. 
We mentioned a few resources throughout the episode, but I wanted to explicitly call out three emotional health masterclasses from the experts at OnSite. First, the ways we grieve. This class helped me expand my understanding of grief and the biological process that it presents. It helped me normalize my experience and gave me the tools to walk through it and regain agency. Naming grief is hard, especially during the holidays, but not naming it, as we learn in this episode, doesn't make it go away. Next, establishing boundaries. We mentioned that this class releases in early December, and it is the perfect resource to help you brush up on your understanding of what boundaries are, how to set them, and how they can help you actually create better connection with yourself and others. Lastly, our class, Becoming Emotionally Smart. I think one of my biggest takeaways from this conversation was the encouragement to feel what I'm feeling, to allow myself to name it at all, even if it doesn't align with the picture-perfect holiday that I may be imagining. If you've ever struggled to name or even understand your emotions, this class will help you thoughtfully manage what you're feeling and live wholeheartedly into this season. These resources can all be found at onsiteisonline.com, and when you use the code PODCAST, you'll get an additional 15% off. You know, it's okay if the holiday season is hard for you, but we want to meet you exactly where you're at. Do you guys have any tips for people, maybe when people don't handle that well? Mm. I know sometimes being in the holidays, we can be surrounded by people that maybe don't know us that well anymore, or we have a different changing relationship mm. with them. And maybe we can sit in our, we've learned to sit in our grief or our anger or our mm-hmm. pain or whatever we're feeling, our burnout, our exhaustion, our anxiety, our depression, et cetera. We can sit in that in this season because we've learned to expand our window of tolerance there. But maybe I say, I go up mm. to an aunt that says like, like, happy holidays. Like, how are you? This is so fun. And you're like, actually, I'm I'm having a really hard time. Mm-hmm. And they do not know how to do that. And they yeah. happy wash it and try to make it better. Like, oh, just mm-hmm. like cheer up or whatnot. Like, how do you guys have any advice? Like, how do we navigate that? How do we honor mm-hmm. who we are and ask for what we need yeah. and also be the first person to take care of ourselves when others aren't? Yeah. That's a great question, Hannah. It is a good question. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you just said, be the first person to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm is so important when we're talking about this so that you can think through that will happen tonight. That will happen Mm. next week. That's going to occur. How am I going to feel in that moment? What can I give myself? You know, Mm -hmm. or do I go? Do I, or do I share that? It's asking all those questions of yourself first Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to prepare yourself well for what you're going to walk into, um, I think is probably first step. Absolutely. in the moment, what will it look like for me to show up to that? Maybe I'm going to take some deep breaths. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to see her for where she's at and be like, mm-hmm. oh, you're so sweet. Thank you for that. Or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. But yeah, coaching ourselves there first, I think, is important. It mm-hmm. very much is. Yeah, toxic positivity is one of the most difficult things to deal with when yeah, you're right. in that place. Yeah. And I think sometimes it depends on the relationship that you have with the person that's showing up right. with the yeah. toxic posi- uh, positivity. Right. Um, depending on the relationship, it could be a conversation, you know, mm-hmm. to talk about, hey, yeah, this is how I'm feeling. And no, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't just get over it. Right. To really talk through it. And then for some people, like you said, thank you so much and then move on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
not expending that energy mm-hmm. to go through it with them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good reminder. I think I am at eight on the Instagram. <laughs> I really like justice. Uh-huh. And, like, it bothers me if, like, I don't feel understood or, like, no, yeah. you're getting it Very wrong. Authentic. <laughs> like, yes. uh, like, let me be sad, you know? And yeah. that's a good reminder, like, I don't know them, like, the realest <laughs> version. Like, it's okay if I just, like, if they don't completely get me right now. You yeah. know, it's okay if they don't get my pain. Yeah. They aren't doing my work. I am. Yeah. But, no, yeah, we have to be responsible for ourselves in that. Yeah. And we're really not seeing their positivity. You're seeing their discomfort yeah. with your, Truly. with, yes. with, oh, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. All right, Laura. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think for me too, something that I've noticed in the last couple of years, especially around grief, is um, the renegotiating at every big milestone. Mm-hmm. Someone gave me that advice once of like, grief has to be renegotiated every time you have a new milestone. So mm-hmm. when another family member comes into the picture or someone moves or someone mm-hmm. has a big life success, there's always a little bit of that tinge of sadness to that. Um, And giving myself, giving the people around me the grace to say, hey, we're grieving all over again. Mm -hmm. And it's a different level and it's deeper and it's more. We're growing around that grief. But walking into situations where I can intentionally say, someone's going to have a sideways comment tonight. Mm -hmm. It's going to come out sideways. This person just brought a new baby in and we're missing a grandfather at the table. Like just acknowledging that for myself and then giving other people grace to not be abusive or mistreat me in any way, but just saying, hey, I see how your grief is coming out sideways. It's not about this thing. It's actually about something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's been hard. And Mm -hmm. I have to give myself grace too, because I can have a big reaction. Mm -hmm. And what we often say at Onsite is if it's hysterical, it's historical. So Mm -hmm. getting curious, stopping, taking that breath and saying, okay, is it really about the fact that I have not decorated appropriately or am I feeling some kind of pressure because I'm taking over of a mantle of yes. my grandmother who's not here? Whatever, yes. you know? Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah. yeah, a lot of, I think that kind of goes back to the expectations of yeah. the season and what we expect of ourselves, what we mm-hmm. what expectations we're carrying of others. Well, something I think we haven't really touched on that I know personally Mm -hmm. comes up for me when I'm around family is I don't show up as my whole self all Mm -hmm. the time because I'm showing up as a role I used to play Mm -hmm. or I show up in dynamics with other people. I almost call it revertigo. Like I'm going Mm -hmm. home and I say something and I'm like, I don't react that way. I have evolved. I have grown. And all of a sudden I'm back in these dynamics, replaying dynamics from teenage years mm-hmm. so yeah can we talk like I think yeah we just need to talk about that because yeah. that's realistic around a lot of people's holiday experience is yeah. maybe their family isn't toxic or unsafe but they're going mm-hmm. back and falling into these types of patterns with other people I may just take this moment to say like in the season that is the holidays oftentimes we will start to let things fall by the wayside as mm. it relates to what mm. keeps us well. That's good. And mm-hmm. keeps us healthy and keeps us safe, you know, showing up to ourselves mm-hmm. first. And, you know, just to go ahead and speak to that tendency, like keep your therapy appointments on right. the books, you know, mm-hmm. keep the things in place that are helpful for you. Keep exercising. Yeah. Eat yes. well. You know, do the things that will help you stay on to yourself. Mm. You know, 
And so, like, if you know, like, I have the tendency to, when I go home, act like I'm 16 again, you know, having those things in place to be Mm -hmm. able to explore that during the season so it is on your mind and you stay on to yourself in that way. Yeah. Like, I think is important. important. Yeah. Yeah. But how many times do we just kind of, like, write a blank check from Thanksgiving through New Year's and be like, I'll pick it back up in New Year's. Exactly. But that's a good chunk of our lives. It's a big chunk of our lives. To just not be doing the things we know to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Like, I know working out has nothing to do with my body image and everything to do with my mental health. Yes. You know? And so... But of course, in the holiday season, I get busy, and that's something that I love fall down. Yeah. So thank you for that. Can you speak to maybe why we do those things, like from an attachment perspective or family systems or dynamics? Like, why does that happen? I just was thinking, like, it's a normalizing thing to be like, I'm not the only one. Oh, you're not. I do it as well, and I don't exactly know, like, why I fall into that pattern. Yeah, I think there's familiarity with Mm -hmm. it. Yes. Um, I don't feel like I've been a kid for a long time, but I go yes. home to my parents' house and I'm like, what's for dinner? What, like, you know, well, I just, it's that system. Yeah. Yes. Like that yes. system that was, it's your whole body learned how to be in that system and you go back into the system, system. Yeah. and you start operating within the system and it, yeah. it takes, you I know. Think I think yeah. I either swing to the extremes. Like I either fully jump back into like, I'm an angsty teen or I fully jump into the like, I'm so protective of my inner child. Don't mess with me. And that's probably honestly because I'm not centering myself. I'm Mm -hmm. neglecting the care Mm -hmm. for myself. I'm Mm -hmm. feeling protective or I'm feeling defensive. And just to say too, like, okay, I am going to mess up in the holidays. Mm -hmm. Like, and letting there be permission for that too. Like, I'm going to do something stupid mm-hmm. when I, you know, yeah. like I'll fall back or I'll slip back or, you know, something will happen at lunch and bad dinner playing games that night. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, have to apologize right. or like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Just there being grace for the, ourselves in that way. And for yes. others, you were saying, yeah. you know, that a moment ago as yeah. well. Yeah. Everything makes sense in context. Yeah. Like, there's a reason that behavior comes out in that context because it was a way that we felt safe or yeah. got, it exactly. was our bid for love from and a tactical perspective. I think so much, like, we can move on and we can do our work and get into a really good place. But often we're going back into situations where the people we're mm-hmm. around mm. have not done that's have good. not done their work. So the same patterns that yeah. existed in our childhood, we are stepping right back into mm-hmm. them. Yep. And so that's why I really love what you said about keeping those therapy appointments, being prepared for what you're walking back into and holding yourself accountable for staying mm. true to yourself um, and your inner child yeah. as you as you enter back in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think something that's been helpful for me in that context, which I think maybe you told me, Mackenzie, for the first time, and I say it all the time. I told it to you yesterday. But mm. just because it feels familiar doesn't mean it's the same. Exactly. Yeah. But I do think there is a there's a group of people who may say, like, okay, holidays for you are really exciting and you love to see family, or you just have these little rubs or these tensions. But like mm-hmm. what happens when the family system we came from was abusive, we're working through mm-hmm. childhood trauma, we're mm-hmm. reckoning with a lot of that, starting to set boundaries. And then the holidays present us with this opportunity where all of the work that we're doing and the boundaries that maybe mm-hmm. we're setting really where the rubber meets the road. And so one, I want to acknowledge that. Like if yes. you're doing that hard work, like 
the holidays are couldn't be really hard and really lonely and isolating. And so what would be your encouragement to those people? I would say, first of all, know that you have a choice. Yeah. You don't have to go to everything you're invited to. And if that, if going to that gathering or being with those mm-hmm. people, um, regardless of how much you love them, if that's not what is best for you in that moment, you don't have to go. Yeah. Um, there's such an importance in a family of choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to have those special people in your life that you can have come alongside you and celebrate with you who may not be blood related. Mm-hmm. Family of choice is powerful. Yeah. yeah. I think that I would love us to lean into this as kind of we wrap up this conversation too, but the the concept of choice, I think mm-hmm. is really important. Mm-hmm. And not yeah. just the big ones, like I'm choosing to not go or I'm choosing to do that, but like what are some things that we can take agency over in this season? Laurel, one of the things that you I've heard you talk about is just the agency that comes with admitting what we're actually feeling. That's kind of what I've oh, been feeling yeah. through this conversation mm-hmm. of not feeling like the holidays are happening to me or I can't be authentic. Like not being able to show up as my whole self feels like I'm being controlled or I'm trapped Mm -hmm. in a corner and it's my least favorite feeling. So even just taking the agency back to say, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. And this is what it looks like for me today and finding safe people that I can communicate that with. Yes. It's interesting. There's something about you saying that just now, like the holidays are happening to me. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, that phrasing is interesting and kind of sparked the thought that like on the topic of agency and having agency, you know, having choice, being able to choose, like you may have lived things that happened to you. You may have lived holidays Mm -hmm. that felt like they happened to you and you have an opportunity for a Mm -hmm. different narrative. And it doesn't have to happen to you. It can be your holiday just as much as it's their holiday and their holiday. And so if it is your holiday, what does it look like for you? And you get to to define that intentionally and and even lovingly Mm -hmm. within those systems, even lovingly beside this person or this family member. And and that's that can open up a whole new experience you know mm. so that's, yeah. really good. that's really good well I'm just really grateful for this conversation and I think my encouragement to everyone and something I'm going to do myself is just being really intentional and and laying out before we get into the busyness of what do I want the holiday to look like what do I want it to feel like what do I want to um have experienced or be able to say is true on January 1st that I was present with um, my daughter, that I didn't let the details get in the way, you know, that I said the right yeses and I was present where I wanted to be present. Mm -hmm. Like those are the things that I want to do. And then using that as a lens to figure out how am I going to honor myself and honor the traditions I want to write in this season that can get away from me if I'm not intentional. Yeah. Thank you all for sitting with us. This was so good. Thank you, guys. It was. Thank you for having us. So fun. Come back again soon. Thank you for listening today and for committing valuable time to share space with these powerful stories. Make sure you hit subscribe to get all of our inspiring conversations with these incredible people delivered directly to you. And if you found this conversation particularly impactful, consider supporting the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.
When our emotional health is suffering, many of us begin to feel alone and overwhelmed. If you're in that place right now, we deeply encourage you to ask for help. If OnSite can support you in connecting the dots with one of our programs or other offerings, our admissions team would love to connect with you. Simply call 1-800-341-7432 or visit onsiteworkshops.com.